I'd still take a bullet for him. I'd rather oh. it didn't hurt, but I mean, if it does, I'd still take a bullet. But because he's a first-class person, and what he's doing is something that he believed was the right thing he was doing for Russia. What the fuck? Yes, but I want to, I want to begin by uh, repeating my apologies to... Hello and welcome to Pod Culture Vultures, fresh from the South Sea Folk Awards where we were up for best local podcast. Did we win? Did we fuck? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, I, as always, am Dino and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Keverini Beanie. How's it hanging, mushers? Put away those fiery biscuits. Lovely jubbly, mate. Lovely. All things are good. Perfect. What perfect. You perfect. Perfect. Lovely jubbly. Dale Boy, David Jason. That's it, yeah. Sideburns. He made a bit of a faux pas, didn't he? He did. <laughs> into that. that was a bit naughty, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was very naughty. Yes, yes. I don't think we'll be seeing him grace our TVs no. anytime soon after that. I mean, you should have seen Will I Am's face. Mental. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to cop this fuck. <laughs> Who is this geezer? This old fart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what have I watched recently? I don't know. I watched the recent Doctor Strange movie, which I was pleasantly surprised with because I thought the first one was... I, I really didn't like the first one. No. I didn't like it at all. Um, but this one... Shit, wasn't it? It was shit, yeah. Um, I would go as far as to say it was shit. The problem um, is Cumberbatch is in it again, and that bloke's neck's mental. It, yeah, it's, it's neck. The Loch Ness it's, fucking monster. It's more his wig, which gets me. Because <laughs> in the second one, right, in the second one, there's a, there's a scene where um, mm. he's, he's in a church, and it's blatantly a wig, yeah. and it just looks fucking ridiculous. And you think, are you telling me they couldn't have just put a bit of talcum powder on the side of his head to make it look like he's going a little bit grey. Old the school. Yeah, because yeah. the character's got that in a little bit like yeah. Reed Richards from the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. But they slap this fucking syrup on his head and it just looks mental. And then there's a there's like a, some sort of sequence later on. Yeah. And for some reason, he's just got his natural hair and you think, but he looks better like that. But why? <laughs> there's no need for him to be wearing a wig. It's not like he, Burt Reynolds or... Or Connery, and he, he depends on a wig. <laughs> they just Travolta. Yeah, they just all Travolta. <laughs> so yeah, but um, no, I mean, to cut a long story short. I really didn't like the first one. I really like this one. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Last night I watched Gogglebox, and they one because they normally do a watch of old film. That's mm. been on the telly, and it's Saturday Night Fever. Oh yeah, and obviously yeah. we spoke about this before. Like, and what a fucking abhorrent film it is, really. <laughs> it's all it's celebrity gogglebox. I go, oh, this is great. This is great. This film, he's really good. He's got all the moves. And I just, so, it's not. He's an absolute c in this. Are they celebrities doing it? Yeah, oh, they probably wouldn't dare say anything out of place. So no. Now, this is a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because obviously I am a huge fan of the Sex Pistols and have been since I was about... Birth. <laughs> well, I was born in 77, so I was around while they were around. 
but obviously I wouldn't have known about it. But no, when since I was about, I think it was about 15, something like that, I remember it when I got into the Pistols, because I was always in, I'd already got into music, so I was yeah. into metal, I was into bands like Anthrax, Metallica, Metallica, <laughs> Megadeth, that sort of stuff, Rage, yeah, all that, and then BBC Two did a punk night yeah. on a Sunday, and there was an arena special, which is the old version of uh, sort of like the BBC documentary type things, and it was called Punk and the Pistols. I watched that, and they were all interviewed and lots of other things and then they showed Sid and Nancy after it and after that I was just hooked <laughs> and just, just finding out reading about them blah 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 and then of course a year later they reformed and mm. did the uh, Finsbury Park festival which was the it was the 23rd of June 1996 Sunday all day it was £26.80 pence a ticket. Takes a biscuit now, doesn't it? Considering yeah. how much you paid for these tickets now. And it was Sex Pistols, Iggy Pop, The Wild Hearts, Skunk and Nancy. Um, it was a band called Fluffy, Stiff Little Fingers, and um, Buzzcocks. I don't know if I said them already. No. And uh, Three Colours Red. But brilliant day. I went with my dad and it was an amazing day. And obviously when they came on, it was during the 96 Euros. Football oh, yeah, Euros. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Guy Pearce and Southgate, Gareth Southgate, they came on and introduced them. And there was a massive sheet of the sort of bad press newspaper, newspaper sort of thing. And Stuart Pearce. Stuart Pearce, yeah, psycho. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Guy Pearce was like No, actor, not the, no, not the geezer from Neighbours. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they all burst through this paper and then went into bodies. But fucking great, obviously that's what I'm saying, I love the Sex Pistols. Um so Pistol, Disney's Disney Plus in it here. Um Danny Boyle, obviously train spotting, he directed it. It's based on Steve Jones' autobiography, um, which came out a couple of years ago, Lonely Boy, which is a really, really good autobiography if you haven't read it. Um, and yeah, it's based on that. And it's just, it just, I didn't know that I wasn't sure whether I'd like it or not because I'm a big Pistols fan and a lot of people have decided they don't like it, I think, without even seeing it because they're into the pistols and it's got a lot of bad press, but I think if you just take it for what it is, a story, I mean, when when you do any sort of biopic of, of something that's actually happened, there's got to be a thread of, of keeping the story going, you know what I mean? Or else it's just, a, you might as well watch a documentary. Hmm. But um, I loved it. I thought all the people that played the different parts were great. Um... I'm hoping you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, you have a lot of faith in um, a show or a, a story depicted by a filmmaker like Danny Boyle, um, mm. who's made you know some really good films. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've never been. I mean, 
I think I think they're all right. I mean, I I, I like what they represent. Yeah, culturally. A lot of people, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've not to the same degree as, as how much you like them. I know much. I've always known how much you liked them. But um, fucking obsession. <laughs> but I think it's it's that you were saying about the thread. It it it, it tells a very good story from the mm. point of view of, of Steve Jones, and it's not just another. Um, like biopic, as it were. I like that it was spread out over was it eight episodes, six episodes. Six episodes yeah. yeah. So it gave, it, and that's a great thing I think about TV shows today. It just gives plenty of time for things to breathe. Mm. I mean, it's a it, it, great comparison, like because I finished watching Obi Wan Kenobi yesterday, mm. and they're both six episodes. Yeah, and I just felt there was so much more going on, so much more entertaining, so much more. Just in general, with Pistol, than I think Kenobi was. I mean, Kenobi mm. was, you could probably watch the first bit at the beginning, watch a little bit in the middle, and then just watch the last episode. Yeah. Pistol, I thought every episode was just track for track, pound for pound, was, was just yeah. spot on. Yeah, it, 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 it captivated me in the first five minutes. Um, and even in the first couple of episodes, it's kind of a little teaser sort of towards the end of, this is what comes next, and it keeps you hooked. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I obviously knew, I knew the story inside out of, of how it all, how the chronologically how it happened and what happened. Most of the time, it doesn't go back to before Rotten joined. Um, I know John Lydon's got an issue with <laughs> with them doing it, and he's not happy about it. But you can't have full control over everyone, can you? But. Um, it's a shame, really, because I mean, it's it's been, it's it's been a bit a big hit, you know, and you know, I mean, I know he like felt like he wasn't asked or involved in it, but it's just a shame if it just yeah. kind of slammed it down. Because it's like that interview you you sent over, and it was was, it, was Beard that sent was it, over. Yeah, was it on Good Morning TV or whatever? Yeah, it was. yeah. and it was just it, even from the first bit was just ah. Oh, what is that? Who are these people? And you think, oh, fuck off, mate. Just, yeah, you it's... know it's you. I know you've, you've obviously got the ump about it, but yeah. at least give it a go. Don't write it off because it, it, it's really good. And yeah. the guy who's playing you it's really, it's really is really, well, really good. Yeah. You know, And they all they all look like them. They all act like them in, in the, the footage that I've seen, original footage. Mm. Uh, I mean, my favourite was still the kid from Love Actually who played Malcolm McDowell. It's McLaren. McLaren. <laughs> McDowell's from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah, the other Malcolm. Yeah. Um, he was spot on and he had the voice down to a T and they all did. Mm. They all had their voices down. It's not often that you you get that and usually in this kind of ensemble piece there'll be, you know, one person who sort of shines, the one yeah. who really sticks out. Because um, we watched House of Gucci recently. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was really good. But as you imagine, Jared Leto just steals the show. Well, yeah, he does. He's brilliant in it, isn't he? He is brilliant in it. Um, he wouldn't recognise him. But with this eyes. one, apart from it, but that's what I said to the missus. I was like, you know, you know who that is. She's like, no. I said, well, just look at the, the eyes. eyes. You'll know the eyes will give it away. But anyway, but in that, you know, you got one person in an ensemble piece who steals the show. In Pistol, I don't think it did. I think they were all equal mm. because they all brought their a game and they were all really interesting and intriguing and. Um, it was he, time to to have characters. all of their story and character. The guy that played Sid Vicious, he, his voice 
the hit that he got him on. And bear in mind, there's not an awful lot of footage with him just talking. It was spot on, mm. absolutely spot on. And it was it was better than Gary Oldman's portrayal of him <laughs> <laughs> in Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Which I think Sid and Nancy's much more of a fairy tale than what Pistol is. Yeah, I can't, I've only ever seen it once, but it was a long time ago. But this one, I felt, was very gritty. Mm. Um, but they're all really good. The um, the guy that plays Steve Jones, he's really good. And um, the the dynamic between him and the girl that plays Chrissy Hind. Can't sit dinner. You're too good for the pistol. Fuck off! Hey, singer is half insane. Our manager's fully insane. He's trying to bring down the government. Our bass player can't play, starts fights for laughs, and as you've rightly pointed out, I'm just in a litter of feet who can barely fucking play. You're better than that. Maisie Williams. Yeah, she's very good as Jordan, who used to work in the shop, the shop sex. And again, just looks just like her. She does. Although I think Jordan... To, actually, to be fair, <laughs> they made the makeup look like her but I was looking at a picture the other day of the actual people and there is a picture of all of them that were in the shop mm. and the people that they picked to play the parts are much better looking because the woman who plays um, Vivian Westwood is really good as well but she's she, yeah not that it's about looks but she's she's very attractive and I yeah. don't think Vivian Westwood is that good looking at that time it's funny because they do the opposite with Johnny Watton because like when I looked up the actors yeah the the young actor who plays Johnny Watton is a very handsome man he he reminds yeah. me a bit of um, Bill Skarsgård who, uh, who played Pennywise in the yeah. remake yeah um, who both kind of like in, in their own little way they're kind of devilishly handsome yeah and he's just like that's the guy that plays Johnny Rotten you, yeah. you you wouldn't you know you wouldn't have guessed it in a million years no um, how they they've reversed it that way but he does all of his his moves and and everything to make it it look like that yeah that's it it's not just yeah in the in the makeup and even the costume it's 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 the voice isn't it it's the movement it's the gangliness the yeah. hunchback you know and and then when it finally gets to the bit where they're performing, um, especially when they're in America later on in the show, and yeah. it's some of that like really iconic footage that no doubt everyone has seen. And he's mm. pulling off the moves, yeah, like, absolutely just pinpoint perfect. Yeah, um, but they all do as well, and that's that's I think what really helped make it um, a really good, really, really, good really good show. Yeah, because it, it really did. And then because it was in that show, wasn't it? And they were blending. It was the first time, I think, in the show they were blending it with original footage. It yeah. kept quick cutting to the original that, band. That is when I had an interview with um, um, Danny Boyle. It's because he liked the way that Julian Temple, who did, who was the guy in it who was filming them all the time yeah. and did their films, he liked the way he cut lots of different bits and pieces. So they did cut in the... Oh, the actual bits of footage as a homage to how he makes his documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the thing that I thought was absolutely spot on and they got right, which no one ever does with punk, is the humour. The humour from start <laughs> to finish in it was perfect. It's, it's obnoxiousness, tongue-in-cheek, very British. Very, very British. Lucy before, weren't they? They are quintessentially British young men, you know, for what they represent and what they're yeah. trying to burn down. 
They yeah. are quintessentially British in, in the sense that they love their cups of tea with their biscuits and they love their mums. Yeah. You know, it's just... And I, I felt that's what really sort of... Um, not so much ground them, just you really sort of emphasise with them. But you know they were quite, they were very sort of working class and they're just and normal they were very just kids. yeah, just normal kids. Yeah. But they they had a voice and they had something they wanted yeah. to say. I think often people don't realise that they were only nineteen as well when mm. when they did it. Sid was only nineteen when he joined them because he was the youngest, and I think Sid was the most child like one where he hadn't quite grown up. I mean, even when uh, he, Nancy rocks up, yeah. obviously the ill-fated um, relationship that they have, he takes her home and she kind of works out that he's he's a virgin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> because he's just sort of walking, uh, thank, thanks for coming round. He tries to tidy up, give me five minutes. Yeah. Chucks a bottle over there, yeah, puffs up a pillow. And, and he goes, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know, what do you want to do? <laughs> You've never done this before. And then she gets the old H out. Yes, I've done that before. Yeah. Naughty boy. But, but that, but then, but that's, I felt where, it reminds me again of the Only Fools and Horses where John Sullivan would, he'd, he'd have you wetting yourself with laughter mm. and then in an instant you were wetting yourself because you had tears in your eyes because he'd, he'd write something very heartbreaking and I felt with that scene it was, it was, it was sort of like gearing up to be quite raunchy and then mm. it was really funny yeah. and then when he said, oh I've already done that and she said, when did you do that? And he's like, mom, was it my mum or something? Mum gave it to me for fourteenth birthday. birthday. Yeah, and she just, and she just holds him. Yeah, and and that's when I felt it grounded it. It brought yeah. it. It brought it back down. Because he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where the sh the, the show had that very sort mm. of equal balanced line of it being very dramatized, very funny, very mm. emotional, and you're just constantly tapping your foot. Like whenever they're like playing music, um, but it really, it really sort of gave you a real insight into who they were. I know what they they did. The guy that plays Paul Cook is actually a drummer. He's a drummer from a band, but the other three or four, including the guy, it's not that you probably had to learn an awful lot, but they all learnt how to play because mm. they weren't they weren't like the pistols they learnt to play they had coaches so when they are playing live it's them playing the instruments as well yeah that's good but um gives a bit of authenticity then doesn't yeah. it but the, the whole the, the humour is so good it's very sort of <laughs> Kenneth Williams that's like when the bit I said to you the other day about when uh, after they've done the Bill Grundy show and the paparazzi are outside Side, trying yeah. to knock the door and everything. And Sid gets up to answer the door. Get your hand off that knock! This is I don't know if it's if it's 
if it's meant, if it's meant to be funny or it's just our humour where we pick up on those little things. I think when I've, I've listened to the interviews of the guy that wrote it, who wrote it from Steve Jones's book, and he's Australian, and Danny Boyle, the humour is, yeah. it's there for that. Yeah, oh, get your hand off my knob, and then when he said to him, "I don't want, I don't want my mum find out I could have slept with these illiterates." The same. <laughs> What's that bit when he says about um, you? You can't. I've I've got the lyrics, but you haven't. You can't write to the same quality as my lyrics, or something like that. I this when Jamesy says to him, "You," he says, "We got a singer who hasn't wrote any any lyrics." And he says, when you write some music that are worthy of my lyrics, (laughs) (laughs) but also that's when he, I think one of the rehearsals, he goes up, they're doing no fun, aren't they? That's it. And uh, Rotten goes up to the mic and starts saying it, and then Malcolm just starts saying, he goes, shut the fuck up. But even that bit in the um, is it the is it the first episode where Steve Jones is is about to go down for about two or three years, mm, and yeah. he's in the court, and you think it's it, you think that's that's it, he, he's it's, it's the end, and then Malcolm um, McLaren just comes bursting through with like a little bowler hat and a yeah. black like suit on, and saves the day. But it's just yeah. the way he kind of enunciates himself, the the language he uses, because yeah. again, you know, very well spoken. Very intelligent, very good with words. It reminded me of like um, a bit like Russell Brand. Russell really, Brand, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. And, sort of uh, like the Blackadder type of. Yeah, but he's charming as well, isn't he? Yeah. And he's animated, you know. And he's kind of got. He's got that. that was great. That he's one. got a very posh voice, but there's echoes of Cockney and American. My vision for the Sex Pistols is one of dirt, danger, and desire. A band of sexy young assassins whose instruments could just as easily be pickaxes, shovels, or machine guns. But well, I did listen to an interview the other day with Steve Jones and Glenn Matlock, and he asked Glenn Matlock if he liked it, and he said, "I'm not sure yet." Yeah. He said, "I'm not happy with how you said I left the band." He said, "I left. I wasn't sacked." And it should have certainly. I think what happened at the time. Oh, was that something they've changed then? Is it? it the, the thing is, what happened at the time was they were already rehearsing with Sid, right? And Glenn had found out about it, and he was like, "Well, I'll, I'm going then." Yeah. Right. So, and he said, "I thought we left on quite agreeable mutual agreements that I'd left, but then Malcolm McLaren sent a letter to the NME." saying that he'd been sacked because he liked the Beatles and washed his feet too much. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's when he said, and then Steve Jones said, yeah, but he was only having a laugh. Yeah, one laugh for me though, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he keeps referencing, don't he, like McCartney and the the Beatles a lot. But I don't think he he even likes the Beatles that much. (laughs) Oh, so he just kind of exaggerated it a bit. Yeah. But I think Stop the guy fucking going on about boots. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy, do you know when they do St Martin's College, the first gig they do, and there's a Bazooka Joe the band. Is that, that's the one where they turn up with the the stolen is it Fender stack? Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and he says you're not going to play them. With the that. guy that's supposed to be the singer of Bazooka Joe is Glenn Matlock's son in real life. Is it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and his band, 
he's in a band has been supporting Limp Biscuit in mm. America on their tour at the moment. I wonder if we'll get to see him over here then. Maybe. Maybe, maybe in September. Maybe in September. But yeah, I thought it was very good. They all played them really well. I think I don't I think they were very complimentary towards Rotten. Yeah. And he he was one of the driving obviously one of the main driving forces behind them with his lyrics. But they were true in the fact that they um Steve Jones was in McLaren's pocket really. Mm. Because he felt he owed him for helping him when he was a kid and he just kept fucking him over. He was like uh, the old school managers that that would fuck everyone over. I mean they've all had it done to them. All about the Who, um, Small Faces, Black Sabbath, they've mm. all been reamed by their managers. But obviously it was just another another, just another case one. in point. Yeah. But the last episode, because last time I spoke to you, you hadn't seen the last episode, which was the US tour. That's it, yeah. Um, which, the, as you say, there's a lot of footage of that tour. And um, a lot of the stage stuff is really, really well done because it's, it's absolutely accurate. Accurate, yeah. yeah. And the Winterland, when... Lydon's um, doing that end bit where this is no fun no fun at all yeah. that's all really good and never forget the feeling you've been cheated um, but there's another there's a bit they didn't obviously because they didn't have time to do everything but there's another story where they're in the hotel and Sid wants some money to go and score and McLaren's in another bedroom right mm. and he phones him, he gets put through to his room and he demands that he gives him money and McLaren says no and blah, 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 blah. So he bursts out of his his hotel room and he's wearing bike, he's only he's literally just wearing a pair of skimpy underpants with a swastika on it and his <laughs> biker boots and he goes, kicks the door in and beats him up. <laughs> but that's the thing as well, I think as well they do portray him as... Um, and I know that a lot of people who were there at the time have said he did start fights freely, no matter what the size of the bloke. Well, there's that bit, isn't there, when they're um, they're being kind of escorted, aren't they, in America? That's a fucking that fucking. And that geezer, yeah, the geezer. He, he What's ended that up on the girl's name? Allison. Is that Allison or something? Like that? Yeah. Well, you got a bird's name. He's fucking huge, isn't he? Yeah. But he goes toe to toe with him. Yeah, but he just starts throwing him against the wall. Doesn't he? And he goes, oh, yeah, don't kill him. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, boys, he's just smashing his head against the wall. Yeah. Oh, I like you. <laughs> yeah. You're a good fight. And then he nuts him one. That's it, yeah. He picks him up, throws him on that table, and sits back down and starts eating. <laughs> it's like a proper slam. It's like something out of wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. Just wallop. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, go on. And then when they're on the tour bus and that, and he has his shit, and he comes like, there's no tour <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's that door. Much a bit like Nancy, isn't it, when she goes around, uh, oh, yeah, the eyes. She did a big ruddy turd. That's it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, see, that's the humour, the, the English sense of humour all the way through. Um, but yeah, the last episode, obviously, when they, they've split up and everything because McLaren wants them to go to Brazil and do the song with Ronnie Biggs, mm. which they did do. And... Uh, when they Sid was in Paris and did my way, yeah, that was good. So I wasn't too sure. I mean, obviously, you know, they they're going to 
you know, introduced the whole Sid and Nancy thread into it. Mm. Uh, I wasn't too sure if they were going to do that as well. And um, I suppose knowing what I know about the Sex Pistols, what I liked about the show was it hit all of them on the head. You know, so even that mm. point, I'm, you know, because I, I was thinking at one point, like, oh, it'd be interesting if they ever did go that way. Then they obviously do at the end. He does the old, uh, so it's the old song that's covered by Sinatra, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he does do the the my way, which was rewritten by Nancy and Vivian Westwood. Um, when they did it, <laughs> he's funny in that, and he oh, more fogs left. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the last episode, I think the last half of the episode is the one that I thought was quite emotional, and that is because they do do the Sid and Nancy thing, where obviously she died from being stabbed mm. and obviously at the time Sid was arrested for it and was, was basically blamed for it but unlike in Sid and Nancy they don't show obviously what happened because no one knows in Sid and Nancy they show that he does it right. but no one knows it if he's actually done it um, oh yeah, because I thought it was quite ambiguous in that sense. That because there's there's so many different things. I mean, there's a lot of of stuff written, a lot of documentaries about it. I personally, from my personal point of view, I don't think he did it mm. because the amount of drugs that he'd taken, he wouldn't have been able to to get out of bed to do it. And also, the other thing was there is a there's two shady people that apparently went to the room on that night. But also, the knife had been wiped clean and left on top of a suitcase that had had $20,000 stolen out of. Uh. So, I don't I don't think that's what happened. But anyway, what choked me up was obviously he gets up and he just thinks everything's alright. And she's in the bathroom, which is where she did die underneath the sink next to the toilet. But he's trying to put the blood back in. Mm. And I just, oh, and it really... I really thought, oh god, because he's just panicking, and obviously he loved her, or his own way of loving her. But yeah, that 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 got me. And then also, at the end, when they showed that uh, unfortunately Jonesy started doing the old heroin after yeah. after the pistols, but they kind of did a a surreal thing where he sat on obviously the steps of which is in the My Way video. Yeah. And then Lydon comes in, yeah. And it's kind of like an, an echo of a number of probably conversations that they may have had. As I said, the Jonesy's jukebox. Of yeah, because they blend it with all the footage, don't they? Which just looks like it's under the floor or behind the, the staircase and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like it's very yeah. dream-esque, isn't it? Kind of but it's all things that they have actually said. Like Lydon says, I do feel guilty about bringing him in. That weighs heavy on me. Mm. And... Um, the fact that they should have Steve Jones saying that you know you were important and they kind of just have a bit of a they're, they're the moment of, don't they just bit of banter they, don't they as well yeah they just they're just truthful aren't they they open up to yeah. each other they admit their mistakes and, and it's kind of like they'll, and regrets all, and that. they'll always remember us John I really hate to say this but uh you are a fucking genius. Would you like to meet my mum? But then I also like the fact that Danny Boyle knew enough to finish it by going back 10 days before they went to America and the 
Christmas Day 1977 oh, at that's Huddersfield cool. where they did a matinee too, one for the kids, one for the firemen. Mm. Um, really good Julian Temple documentary that came out one Christmas called Never Mind the Baubles. Mm. That's a documentary about that gig and there's a lot of footage in there. It's really good. It was really, really well done. The whole thing is true about the rock and roll swindle. That fucked them over. It did make them look like idiots when that came out and McLaren put all the money into that. And it was almost like a carry-on film. Mm. Made them look like... Is it a full-length movie then? Is it? Yeah. It is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's is it really about? And I know you've got the poster up there, but I mean... I see, I love that. The poster for it, I love that design. That yeah, it's brilliant. Thing. It's great. It's, uh, it's called The Great Rock and Roll Swindle and it's basically Sylvester McLaren showing you like the ten rules of how to swindle record companies out of money. Right. And stuff. So it's almost like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So it's rule number one and then you do, it goes through that. It, it, it's worth watching but it's there's a lot of different footage in it which is good but it doesn't it's just kind of a, a Malcolm's thing. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was quite good. The only other thing I was going to mention is episode three of Pistol, which is what Danny Boyle said. He's the only one that he wasn't going to keep in, in line of the timeline, what was going on. The woman with the, the baby. Yeah the, yeah, the the song Bodies, which they say is a really important song because lyrically it is. And the, obviously the woman with the baby in the bag. That All that really happened. It's just that it was after... They wrote that song after Glenn had left. Because uh-huh. Vicious is credited on that, as doing that. And also the whole thing of him getting married so Chrissy Hine could have a, a visa, a visa yeah. and that is... It was actually Sid that she offered five quid to to, to marry her to do that. But it didn't, didn't occur... But, yeah, for me, 10 out of 10. I'm a huge Pistols fan. Ticked all the box. Emotionally compromised in every way and made me made me laugh. I think it's, it's really it's really good to hear that, you know, you you, know, you score it so high and it does hit everything, you know, because when it's, when it's a band or it's an artist or something like that that you really, really admire, mm. you know, you want it to do, it, to do justice, yeah. you know, um, and for it to meet your expectations and then to exceed them I think it's great mm. I mean I gave it I'd give it 9 out of 10 um, but I think yeah it's a very very solid 9 out of 10 um, would I watch it again absolutely I know you've watched it probably like 3 or 4 times 3 times 3 times it, yeah. but um, yeah I would I would definitely watch it again and, and I would I would recommend it to anyone because um, I think it's it's just it's a great story that's being told mm. and it's it happens to be about the Sex Pistols. It's very English, and he's got the whole of that 70s time when there was um, strikes, pretty bit like now, what could be going on now, is the uh, dustbin men strikes where there's bin bags piled yeah. up, there's corrugated iron round loads of stuff, the um, the um, grave diggers were on strike, so they weren't able to bury bodies, they were keeping them in meat vans and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's all that all blends in very nice as well, like old sort of news footage and stuff like that, where yeah. it's it's depicting like 
you know, what's going on politically and, and socially and, and, mm. and, and culturally. It's a bit, again, a bit like Russell Brand in it. Socially, politically, yes. culturally. Yeah. Um, but it does, it really puts you in in that frame of mind and, and, and in that moment in time. That's what I really like. Suddenly there's like Maggie Thatcher, then there's the Binland strike, you know. Mm. It's just all these things and it's all interwoven into every episode. So you really you really relate to yeah. it. Um, and yeah, it, it's very it makes you proud to be British. And it's got that British culture which I think gets lost quite often when they do stuff because they want to appeal to America, which is fine, but I'm sure most Americans can understand that we culturally are different. Oh, I felt extremely proud to be British watching this. Yeah. You know, and I did even coming out of it, I thought it was just, yeah, 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 the old <laughs> boom, boom on the old heart. But yeah, yeah, I, I felt really proud that it was, it was like a British production and it was about a British band, you know, it was about Britain, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was absolutely yes. awesome. Never mind the bollocks. Watch it. I've got a bit of, uh, Madely for you. Have uh, you? Here we go. Let's, let's, pop pop up there. Up, let's pop up there, shall we? This is a fucking beaut, right? Now it's not. It's not going to be a long story or anything like that. But obviously. I mean, we're not going to start talking about political views or anything like that here because I know we do skirt around the outskirts of uh, Politician Bay, but we don't want to get into that. No, but no, this no, is no. It. It's about the... Um, obviously, they were going to do the thing where the asylum seekers were going to be put on a plane and taken to Rwanda, yeah. which obviously there's a lot of to and forth about that in the media and yeah. obviously people's opinions on it. It didn't happen, as we know, because of the appeal in the human rights court stopped it right but there was complaints about Maidley on there because when he was interviewing someone about it it's one of his questions towards the end of it was what's the weather like out there <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like fucking no such partridge in this we're right there because they might have a nice time if the sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking holiday. Oh, Don't forget your amber solaire. Ombre. Ombre <laughs> solaire. <laughs> but um, no, classic Maidley. Yeah. What's the weather like out there? <laughs> but, um, Go on again. <laughs> dirty fucker. What a clever <laughs> boy. What a fucking rotter. Anyway, let's uh, draw this one to a close. For a conclusion. Conclusion. So, do you, uh, where can they find us, Kev? I want you to tell all your friends about me. They can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and many a podcast platform. Uh, so if you've got any of your friends or family or relatives or anyone you know who be interested to listen to the show maybe they don't listen to it on spotify which even one? if they're not interested just even tell them to listen to it yes exactly yeah but we're on spotify and apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and audible and a plethora of different podcasts all the big ones all the big ones yes anyway ever get the feeling you've been cheated <laughs> see you on the flippity flop
banter. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. <laughs>